The following is a White Roof Radio Motoring File special audio presentation. Interview with Steve Ambo, Department Head, Mini Brand Communication. I think all the other fit and finish on that car is just... Oh, like, my God. I was expecting yeah. when I got into it. Okay, so you knew about the horsepower. Yeah. Didn't really know about everything else. Yeah. That you talk about as well. And, um, and that's yeah, the thing that surprised me as well. I, I, um, I was really... It was actually when I was on the Dragon that I, I realized this this legitimately feels different than yeah. the previous JCW Clubman. Like, in the, in the hand, like, in the seat... And, and I found out later there's a lot of chassis reinforcements. There's a lot of things, yep. little things they did. Brakes. That brakes is a big one, literally. Yeah. Um, that, you know, combined or sort of created that, that little next level of feel, yeah, which the previous nice. one kind of didn't have. Uh, so really nice. It feels mean, more premium. It does. That's my feedback to Pat. Yeah. Same on the country. I mean, still don't get that visceral feeling as yeah. much in the country yeah. as you do in yeah, that's true. No, that's true. Still, that, that was another thing that that stepping into the clubman again after the Countryman. Wow, I mean, I'm I'm such a huge fan of that car. It's such a it's such a perfect, in my in my estimation, perfect combination of uh, size, utility, performance. Just fantastic. Just need to get that consideration out to the rest of the world. It's true. Well, okay. Speaking of, yeah. good, <laughs> no, this is yeah, good segue. So uh, this is Gabe from Motor Farm with Steve Ambo. New head of mini marketing in the United States. Glad to see you. Glad to, to have you. Likewise, Gabe. Thanks for uh, thanks for having. Me. We're tucked in a corner here, right by uh, 60 years uh, of passion or 60 year anniversary car uh, at the LA Auto Show. So thanks yeah. for making time. Oh so. no, my pleasure. And and I think one of the things that you I know you heard and we heard in the interview that we did with Mike Payton, head of Mini USA, was this uh, kind of renewed focus on a story that revolves around. And I'm going to get it wrong here. Fun is what I took from yeah. that conversation. Yeah, and I, I listened to the conversation. It's interesting. I think, you know, with many, we've probably lost our way. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair to say. We're the last, you know, we can go back five years at least. Uh, I don't think we're the only brand, frankly, mm-hmm. to lose our way over the last five years or so. I think if I look at top tier brands, the world's become very transactional, yeah. is my word, and it's all about. Uh, frictionless commerce digital commerce Mm e-commerce next click next engagement all moving towards that sale I mean if you look at you know lead generation in the automotive space in doing all of this it's not a surprise you lose your attention on what matters in the brand yeah do you think that yeah and do you think that consumers have kind of lost their connection with brands in some way yeah 100% we can we're talking about automotive but you know get out of automotive and you look for you know, from brands like Lego to brands even mm-hmm. iconic as, as Apple, I mean, it's still very, uh, again, transactional yeah. all towards that commerce. And if you look at that automotive space as the shoppers taking different behavior, moving still towards buying a car, that's mm-hmm. still why we're in business, yeah. we still need to sell cars. Uh, you know, again, you lose that inspiration, aspirational, motivational component mm-hmm. of brands. Some brands, arguably, that's okay. Yeah. Because it is a more rational component. I need something, and therefore, I'm going to take the transaction. Yeah, and they're priced accordingly, and they're marketed accordingly. 100%. Yeah. Mini is a emotional brand. Yeah. Eight out of our ten purchase reasons, all emotional. 
really? uh, you know, value for money, you still see that play on there, but you'll see that on BMW, to yeah. Benz, to yeah. Lexus, to Toyota. So value for money is always a play. You take that out, yeah. you know, you're, you're left with you know, those emotional reasons for a minute. Yeah. Not a surprise, but again, losing your way, you, you lose focus on this. Yeah. Like, pay yeah. attention, listen to what the customer is telling you. And one of the things I read recently is that as consumers have less connection with brands, they're connecting more with experiences. Is that something that you see out there as well? Yeah, very much. As we're sitting here in a, in a massive experiential yeah. uh, display with... You know, millions of dollars spelt by by many brands here, uh, and it's an analogous to you know seeing a sporting team. You know, I can I can watch football, basketball, baseball on the TV, and I can get the content. So I can see the athletes, I can see the sport, I can get the same game. Um, but if I go and I see it live, there's so much more to that experience. Yeah. I can see the athletes, and I have a new appreciation when I'm yeah. up in person. So I think of these auto shows and just the experiential and different. I remember experiences in my life. Yeah. I don't remember what my parents bought me for my 13th birthday. Right. Or 14, but I remember the vacation I took as a family at 13 yeah. years, 14 it, years old. And, and to that point, is that so? Is that one of the reasons why MTTS Mini takes the States? 100%. Is still, you know, all these years later happening? 100%. It, it is that. And then I'll transition back to the purchase reasons, these emotional reasons. Mm-hmm. reasons. Top three reasons people purchase a Mini. Fun to drive, lifts my mood, mm-hmm. and community. Really? So, MTTS, yeah. community base, yeah. no, first and foremost, yes, it's a loyalty community base, but still, I mean, that stuff is organic, that is yeah. authentic, that is what other non-customers, potential prospects to the brand, frankly, want to see. I want to belong to something Yeah more than just a transaction or just buying a car. Or at the very least, if you don't actually participate, you know it's happening and you feel like you're part of that. Now, I I do want to kind of push on that a little bit because I think it's an interesting, it's an interesting, um, it's an interesting time for Mini because you've got a lot of folks who have sold their Mini, still love the brand, but just don't have it anymore. And, you know, for one reason or another, they don't like this, they don't like that. They, uh, the, the marketing was not speaking to them. They felt like maybe they were left out. What do you say to them? Well, I say Mini has made a push towards exclusiveness. And I say that word, it's a juxtap. There's a double entendre there, I guess is what I say. So, no, premium, exclusive. But in becoming premium, and I can't argue, I mean, the quality of these cars, we were just talking about it earlier, are are fantastic. (laughs) But exclusive can mean premium, but should not exclude people from the conversation. Mini has always been inclusive. Yeah. And I think, again, over this transactional period, this transition in brand uh, from to a more premium in terms of the quality and the quality substance, lost our way. Yeah. And that is excluding, to your point, some some of those people. So I would say to these people, uh, look again, have another look uh, at Mini. I think it is the iconicness that you once knew. Uh, coming back to the U.S. market, uh, I think we are uh, inspired to speak to a broader audience. We have the challenges in how we do that in terms of uh, you know the reality of a of a niche brand that comes with niche budgets. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but it doesn't mean we can't speak to the relevant people. No. So, you know, looking forward to getting that message across. I think, as I know you talked to Mike uh, a little about, and you've, you've posted some things around for the drive. Yeah. Uh, I'm, a, I'm very passionate about that play. It's very simple in its messaging, which is what makes yeah. good messaging, uh, I think, brilliant. Uh, but really, we took, frankly, the core of what's at Mini Brand, which is passion. That is the center of, of our brand. And then we looked at those top three purchase reasons why people buy our car. Mm-hmm. Fun to drive being number one. Mm-hmm. Fun to drive and passion, uh, we look at and we combine the two. We say for the drive. So drive, again, the double entendre. Mm-hmm. Drive is passion. It's yeah. the drive that this brand has had since 1959. It's mm-hmm. the drive to think differently from Alec Ilsagonis, mm-hmm. uh, transverse engine, turning it on its side, it's pushing the wheels to the four corners, it's that creative use of space, it's John Cooper, that drive to turn a family car into a hell of a racing car mm-hmm. and succeed. Mm-hmm. It, and it's that drive we still see today in the people that buy our cars, it's yourself. You yeah. know, you, we love it for the visceral feeling of fun to drive, but I want to stand out, not in an ostentatious way. Right. But I just want to show my character, my differentiation from perhaps every other car. Every other white SUV. That's exactly it. And I, how do we need to get back and tell that story? I think that is a powerful and message. So, yes. So, I mean, just from my perspective, I think it's time to tell that story for a few reasons. And, and not necessarily uh, because of, of many and the space they occupy right now. But because, well, when you look back at 2001, 2002, and you probably are very aware of this, many had, uh, really, there was a spark in, in what they were doing. There was something really special. And it was at once sort of adversarial and also cheeky and funny and true to the brand. And, uh, you know, there was, there was a moment there where there were no small cars of any quality. There was nothing other than giant trucks and, and SUVs and, uh, and sort of faceless sedans. And many came in and... and was a very different thing in the marketplace. Fast forward to 2019, I see some of that, just from my perspective, in some of what you're doing, or sort of like I see a sense that you're heading in some of that direction. Um, but how do you do that in 2019 with a very different landscape? Yeah, it's a great question. So I, I still think it's a sea of sameness out there in terms of the automotive landscape. I mean, I think everyone sort of starts to move in the same direction. I still believe we are differentiated as a product in a 70% SUV truck market yeah. in the U.S. Um, some compact cars leaving the market, Volkswagen Beetle, um, Fiat 500. So, I mean, you look at that and you say, geez, you guys are, you know, survival of the fittest, perhaps. Um, but I also believe that that product will differentiate us. So then how do you do it from a communication standpoint? And I think one is uh, is the storytelling component. It is bringing back some of what we did in 2002 to 2010. Uh, we did those things as a brand to differentiate the brand. I think that was one. Two, we can't outspend big competitors. Yeah. We're not going to out-yell them. Yeah. So if you can't out-yell, you want to out-tell. It's yelling versus telling, telling versus yelling. Again, sounds simple, but we need to have these conversations with our with our customers. We need to differentiate with great experiential, great at a home placement. Mm-hmm. Um, but you do those things to get earned content, earned impressions. Yeah. I still, I look in the automotive space. I don't see anybody doing those things even that we did do. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly not to with the success. I think where we lost our way 
you get you try to continuously outdo yourself mm -hmm. probably the same in your mm -hmm. in your life and you know I've achieved something I want to achieve more with many with our out of home boards and a gorilla and the experiential stunts that we would do you always keep pushing the limit mm -hmm. and it gets a little sillier and sillier yeah. and sillier and I feel like we got too far over call it over the board yeah. over, over the cliff in a sense um, and things got not silly they, they sort of swung the other way that's right and then you sort of like course correct and so if you're swinging far to the right yeah. pendulum then you know off the record you, you kind of want to course correct you go way too far sure. to the left sure. um, you've talked about you know the global involvement in, in the brand as well and I think from a global standpoint that's acknowledged mm -hmm. um, with with new leadership on that side too, mm -hmm. which is exciting. It's mm -hmm. exciting for the brand. Mm -hmm. And the recognition is that every market is certainly unique mm -hmm. and it is different. Mm -hmm. And that the buyer, even in the UK and the US, and uh, no, I'm Canadian, you can just go eight hours north of the border and that's a different customer in many yeah. ways than, than in the US. Uh, a lot more synergies. But yeah. That recognition allows you to kind of loosen the handcuffs. Of yeah, the, I mean the U.S. is a big enough market as is. Obviously, it's yeah. it's it's difficult as is, and then to, to add West on coast the West Coast, East Coast, is or, just, and, right? and the and the and the Middle and Coast the middle as well, <laughs> as well. So, I think that is what's exciting. Uh, now, how do we course correct? Not go far to the right. Mm -hmm. Certainly, we need to lean that way more into that. Still, think it will help us differentiate. It will help us yell louder than mm -hmm. punch above our weight. A bit of that David versus Goliath that we've always, always done. Um, but I also think we have something to say. Mm -hmm. we, we had something to say in 2002. It's, you know, we're here. Yeah. We are different. That message is still very valid. Today. Yeah, let's talk about that for a second, and to be cognizant of time. Um, I also want to, um, well, let's start with what you need to say because I'm sure our listeners have some ideas. I know I have some ideas, but I'd love to hear from you what what you think are the key message points, the key things that you want consumers, whether they own Dominis in the past or they're just curious about them now. Yeah, what should they hear? Well, you can take that a, a few different ways. I think we we have something to say from a, a platform standpoint, meaning you know sustainability, um, and that goes towards the EV. And if you heard the the call from Peter Nota today, but it's it's choice from a consumer as well. So BMW Group as a as a manufacturer can look at giving customers the choice between combustion engine and EV. But regardless of what your choice is, we want to be able to provide that to you, and it's all going to be done in a sustainable way. Mm -hmm. Mini, visually, because of our name, uh, we have a, a platform to actually say that sustainable message and stand behind it. Mm -hmm. but that is more on a, on a global side. If you look from the U.S. standpoint, you know I want to get back to, again, you, you said it at the beginning, but really is that that heritage story, mm -hmm. that there is a heritage, both in this country since 2002, but beyond since 1959. Mm -hmm. If you want to belong to something, is, is my opinion. Uh, so again, let's talk about that. Mm -hmm. never, never done a great job of talking about that heritage. Mm -hmm. And again, not just U.S., but let's talk about that British heritage uh, and see, see where that can take us. I want to get back to those purchase reasons and yeah. those emotional reasons. That's all we want to do. So from the sustainability standpoint, community standpoint, 
fun to drive and wrap all of that in a big umbrella of the passion or the noun version of drive, if you will. Yeah. Uh, and that's what I want people to yeah. take away. We are an extremely passionate brand. We believe passionately about our product, about the visceral feeling of driving. Yeah. Uh, and yes, you may have an SUV. Right. You may have a truck right. in your driveway. Stat for you that you know forty percent of, of mini owners it is a third, fourth, or more car in the house. So great. Have your truck and ask have your SUV. But if you ever want to get out of the norm and the sea of sameness and actually drive something that will put a smile on your face. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is still great quality, that is still extremely spa- uh, spacious, uh, for the sub- that is still extremely safe, mm-hmm. and these, arguably, some of these rejection reasons we have to deal with on a day-to-day basis of selling a car, mm-hmm. uh, go get into a Mini. Yeah. Yeah, and I think one of the things that um, I would, and this is, this is, this is very specific, but um, was underscored by the Consumer Reports uh, report that just came out recently is... Yeah. There is a level of reliability that many offers today that they've never come close to before. And and one of the reasons why I know I see people leave the brand is because they are tired of spending an enormous amount of money to keep a car from 2009 on the road. And and I'm being very specific, but I think it's it's not a one-off, as, as, as you probably are aware, and there were some quality issues for a few years there. Um, that's clearly fixed. And I think, you know, you've got a, a, a group of folks out there who love the brand but feel a little either burned or unaware or unaware of what uh, many offers. Um, are you going to talk about that at all, just the reliability factor? And then, by the way, that was Mike Payton who came over and whispered in my ear, I think, for the drive. <laughs> so it's also subliminal messaging, yeah, I think. Of course, people, we could say that. Yeah, so the quality message, yeah, yeah. in terms of getting that. Absolutely. I think, again, the reality of the situation, okay, there's so many good messages. What do you want to build a platform around, right? Because you cannot get every message yeah. across to a sure audience unless, again, you are of a different scale. You're yeah. not in each brand. So absolutely, though, we need to. There's a few points. I think one is the quality message. Um one is that transactional period where mm-hmm. you know you get volume within a car as we push towards you know, we're up sixty thousand plus units mm-hmm. uh, in terms of sales. How do you get there? It's often transactional. It could be discounting cars. Uh, you know, so again, if we believe in the price of this car and the value of this car, let's talk about the value of the car. Yeah. Let's not talk about the $1,500 off, the $2,000 off, or the transactional value. Um, We all do it. Every OEM does it from our sister BMW to everybody else. It's part of the business. We don't have to focus on that. Let our dealers focus on on the transactional side. Let's talk about the quality side and not get lost in the other messaging. So I think, again, we try to be too many things to too many people. Your, Your point was... Is valid. Okay, have, focus on quality. Let's focus on fun to drive. Let's focus on those emotional reasons, and then tackle the rejection reasons that we know for the brand. Quality has been one. Space, which I mentioned, is is always the question because look, you have a name, is mini. Even the fact that we have an SAV, uh, sport activity vehicle, that 
frankly, probably is enough space for the majority of the people. You have to get over the hurdle of perception. Mm -hmm. uh, and you have to get over the hurdle of naming, which okay, is one. Uh, so quality, space, uh, safety. I mean, yeah. you've been around the brand a long time. Uh, great stories out there from, from a safety messaging. Um, look, it's a, we're part of BMW Group. Uh, it is just, again, the perception of safety when it comes yeah. to small cars. Hurdle. We can't ignore it. It's a hurdle that we need to get over through our communications and through our tactics. So that alone, we just talked about... It's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. How do you do that uh, to a dedicated audience, relevant messaging to the relevant person on the relevant time? Mm -hmm. These are the challenges. Uh, again, we've probably focused a lot on these things, and in doing so, then you lose your... You lose the fun to drive aspect yeah. of this car, and the passion, and the heritage. So, uh, what are the center stones that we want to focus on? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that is it. Again, to kind of tie a bow around it, getting back to those emotional aspects of the brand, the drive, the verb, and the noun side of it yeah. uh, to make it more succinctly. And then the more tactical components that we just talked about. Those messages need to be delivered to the relevant people at the relevant time in their product journey. It's not necessarily something we need to say to the masses. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of a, that would be the strategic way in. Yeah, it, it makes a lot of sense. So I'll, I'll, uh, I'll end with just one question. What are you most excited about looking at 2020? And I know you're probably working on great stuff that you can't speak speak to, or you're you're, you're thinking about uh, <laughs> different things in the future. But what can you give us a glimpse of that that's going to be really exciting for the brand? Yeah, it's a good, good question. I, MTTS. I mean, I'd be remiss if I didn't say it. Uh, are we excited? Yes, we're excited. Uh, I think we're excited not only to do the event, but how do we how do we turn that into more? Mm -hmm than the tour and the adventure and the rally that it is. So like one thing, we've always done it and then forgot it, <laughs> yes, you know? Yes, and it's very true. How do we turn that vacation, if you will, that experience, and let that sucker live on because yeah. that's something that needs to be celebrated, uh, which is a good segue into what else I'm excited for. I just think I'm excited to reposition an iconic brand in, the, in this country. And, uh, a very transparent conversation it's been. I think mm -hmm. if we've lost our way, uh, what better challenge for a marketer than to correct the course? Mm -hmm. And uh, it's not a it's not a one person job. Yeah. It's a it's yeah it's an army of a, of a job. And yeah. Um, you need the you need the Mike Paytons of the world. We need our, our global team kind of giving the the thought leadership, but also the understanding. Mm -hmm to, again, open up the, take the handcuffs off and allow you to kind of do what needs to be done for, for the betterment of the brand. Yeah, it's interesting. If you look at the, if you're glass half full kind of person, it's an amazing challenge in a yeah. sense because you've got the best product you've ever had. Yeah. Um, you've got, you know, you've got a, sort of, well, you've got a brand that's iconic yeah. and you know it can be successful. It just happens to be a challenging time. <laughs> it's a challenging time. And it, it, yeah, it's a challenging time. It's a challenging market. Um, but again, it's kind of what we talked about. It's a challenging time. You got glass half empty, 70, 75% of the market, SUVs and trucks, which yeah. we talked about. That's, in my eyes, there's still 25% yeah. that are still buying yeah. cars. And I go back to that 40%. 
yes, 70%, 75% are buying trucks. That doesn't mean that they don't have something else parked in their garage. Yeah. Yeah, that's an amazing stat. Three, right. four, and fifth, third, yeah. fourth, and fifth cars. And that goes cars. to 80% if you include second car. And that has a second or more cars yeah. in the house. So that's 80%, which, again, makes sense if you look at our car. Uh, just I've talked to a lot of media people today, yeah. and the first thing they come up to me, I don't know if they feel they need to or not, uh, but hey, just bought a five-door hardtop, uh, or my wife just got this, yeah. or that's fantastic. I, thank you uh, for being a customer. That's that's fantastic. But love it. Never been happier. Got out of a you know, name brands, but it's amazing the myriad of. I got out of an A brand. I got out of Y brand. I got out of Z brand. It is everything from uh, premium luxury to uh, to trucks to mm-hmm. SUVs. You know, I got out of this and I got into a mini. So as a marketer, that's happening. Mm-hmm. If it's happening once, it's happening many, many times. And we like to find look-alike models a lot mm-hmm. as marketers. So great. Where there's one, there's more. Let's find those more. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about all the things you and I have already discussed to those people mm-hmm. uh, and get them into that brand from an aspirational sense. Cool. That's sounds like a plan. That's, that's a mouthful. I know. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, uh, it's exciting times, I would say. Well, well, thank you for your time. I know this is, we're tucked in a corner here and <laughs> around brick that looks looks real. I don't know it if it is real. or not. We'll just say it's real. Not, not real, though. <laughs> not real. And uh, in front of us is this gorgeous... Uh, classic. classic mini I don't know it's kind of a it's an interesting paint scheme it reminds me of the David Bowie mini yeah absolutely um, but, some of the heritage yes yes about, right? but, uh, but no I appreciate your time and um, we'll be watching from the sidelines fantastic should be fun hopefully uh, we can pull you in from the sidelines and bring you into the game a little bit better than we've done in, done in the past I think so, uh, I think yeah, yeah I think Motorfile would, uh, would would definitely I think serve serve some purpose, I'm sure. And uh, I think the community is excited too. Yeah. Yep. So, okay. Cool. Well, thanks, thanks Steve. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it.